2: It's just
4: being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
1: Hello, and welcome to Sabre, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And
0: uh, today we have a classic episode for you about expiration dates.
1: Yes. And we were discussing before we started recording how uh, this is another episode where Al Capone shows up. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so much uh, gangster related intrigue, uh, and specifically Al, Capone-related yes. intrigue, uh, Al Capone related intrigue within our food history system here in the United States.
1: True. True. <laughs> one of my uh, quarantine skills, as I'm calling them, that I have picked up uh, is that I am very good. Now, I can tell you, like, how long a vegetable will last. <laughs> like, what is the length? Cabbage is your friend, everybody. Cabbage oh, yeah. will last a long time if you take care of it well. But that is, like, one of my most random quarantine skills I've picked up. It's like, well, broccoli, three to five days. Like <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs>
0: Oh that's wonderful. I'm uh you are so you are so much better at that kind of thing than I am because I definitely or I mean do you only know this because you have let so many things go off because that's usually how I mean like 2 weeks later I'm like oh man I bought asparagus. <laughs> Three days.
1: Um, (laughs) No, uh, I I researched it because I, as you listeners know, I've been very like every two to three weeks, I'll go grocery shopping. And so I would make like my dinner plans would be so intense because I would be, how am I going to make all of this stretch and last? And so I would list out how long everything I was planning to buy would Uh, last. And then from mm -hmm. there, I would order how I had to cook things. Yeah intense no that is that is
0: very you man (laughs) (laughs) you are so much better at that than I am I, I this this entire quarantine situation has been a whole lot of me being like like really depressed and just going like I don't know should we just order more Bangladeshi food like should I just get how how much vindaloo can I eat in a week
1: I mean, I support that too. <laughs> I, that sounds lovely. <laughs> it is lovely. It is mm-hmm. it is
0: heck and wonderful. Um, and I love supporting our hardworking local restaurants.
1: Yes, yes, very much. Uh, and it's certainly been interesting in terms of uh, expiration dates for me. Is that I have I normally don't have so many um, like. Cupboard pantry foods, like mom asked me, like canned foods and stuff. And through this, as you all know, I was talking about uh, in the Old Bay episode how I, I couldn't get any Old Bay. Um, turns out I've had some this entire time, <laughs> but it was just like way in the back of all these things I now have. And then I was like, can spices go bad? And
0: <laughs> I mean, they they can <laughs> uh, hypothetically, but I mean, like they could like lose flavor, um, or I, I mean, you know, if, if you open it and it looks moldy, obviously that's not mm. a good sign. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I found some moldy cheese. Oh yeah, I I was like, craft. Surely craft cheese never goes bad, and this cheese I got right at the beginning of quarantine, so like last March, and I opened it. Uh, I think a week ago. Oh, no. mold. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is still made of some amount of cheese.
1: It wasn't stored properly. (laughs) I think Uh, I just kind of, like, closed the wrapper around it. But that was it. (laughs) Because it was one of those big chunk blocks, you know? Uh Yeah, it was my fault. That was my bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did lose that cheese.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, you know, hey, that's okay. That's Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had another block.
0: <laughs> <Goodness>. <laughs> uh, well, all of these uh, unintentional experiments aside, we do have a lot of, uh, of actual scientific facts and some history for you. Um, and uh, so I guess we will let former Annie and Lauren take it away. Welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, and I'm Annie Reese. And today we're talking about expiration dates and food safety.
1: Yes, and there's a lot of confusion and food waste generated by these things. So this episode of Food Stuff is best if enjoyed immediately.
0: Oh, do you see what I did there? I do. And <laughs> and and by by the way, if uh, if you think that this sounds like the most boring topic ever possible, a it's very practical, and b we talk a lot about it about gangsters in it.
1: Yes. So it is a lot more fascinating than even I or Lauren would have oh, guessed. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I thought it was just going to be like, hmm, there's some confusion. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yep. Nope. Gangsters. Yes. So let's start with what they are. Mm-hmm. Expiration dates are dates. Huh. Huh, weird. I know. Printed on the packaging <laughs> of food or drink that are the date recommended by the manufacturer that you should consume the product by. Unlike what most people assume, most of the time they don't have anything to do with food safety. Zero. Yeah, nothing. Uh, the government, apart from a few cases, has nothing to do with these states. And we are talking about the U.S. federal government, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they aren't regulated. The companies make them up. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, about, they're about flavor and, and texture and enjoyment of the food more than food safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Best Buy. Use by, and this is a voluntary date provided by the manufacturers of shelf-stable products like peanut butter or mayonnaise. And like Lauren said, it's more about, like, they want you to consume it when they think it's going to be the most flavorful or the best experience. Or they want you to consume it more quickly or throw it away so you have to buy more. <laughs> I don't know how cynical you are, how you want to look at that. But, but yeah, it's it's uh, color, texture, taste, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, but it should be fine. It has nothing to do with food safety as long as you've been storing it correctly. You you can totally eat something after a, a best buy or use buy date. Yes. Um useful website shout-out, eatbydate.com. It just has like a general um not not looking at these dates, but in general how what <laughs> how long foods will last. Yes. I just thought it was really useful. I could look up like beer and It had all these (laughs) days. It was was cool.
0: Yeah. uh, And and there are researchers out there who test the tastiness of food across its shelf life, by the way. Like like real professionals in a lab, not like folks like me and Annie who will just eat anything uh, and report on it. Uh, No, uh, research companies provide this as a service to food producers. They'll take a product and store it in varying conditions like temperature and humidity and stuff and then have a panel of expert tasters grade the product as time goes by. Uh, the producer of the food can then pick a cutoff point when when they think that the food is is past its prime and will you know perhaps not help their reputation as a food
1: producer. Yes, I think this is a job that I would very much enjoy but be very bad at. Because I'm just like yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, basically. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, keep, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. Apart from Best Buy, Used Buy, you also have Sell-By Date, and that is meant more as a guideline for grocery stores so they know how long to display a product. Mm-hmm. As a consumer, you probably want to buy something before the Sell-By Date, mm. um, but you can keep it at home past that date, again, as long as you store it safely. Right. And the amount of time past the date depends on the product. See earlier website eatbydate dot <laughs> EatByDate.com. Yes. Yes. Um, expires on – If you're thinking that you don't see that one frequently, that's because you probably don't see it frequently. It's not used frequently outside of baby formula um, and baby foods, some baby foods, which are the only things in the U.S., that the federal government actually regulates when it comes to these food dates.
0: Uh, yeah. Ba- baby foods are treated differently because some of the nutrients, some nutrients in foods degrade over time, and the government wanted to assure parents that their kids are getting no less than the amount of nutrients that are listed on these food labels. Um, also, in the case of formula, the consistency could could change over time, making it more difficult for the formula to pass through a bottle, making it more difficult for the baby to get food.
1: We all want babies to get food. Yes. Yes. And. Knowing the right amount of nutrients is very important at that Absolutely. early stage in life. Very very much so. Very, very much. Um, some states, in particular New York, surprise, have their own regulations. <laughs> that was no shade. Good job, New York. Um, <laughs> in some cases, two dates are printed on the product, both federal and state. Um, eggs, milk, and meats are the most common products to have state regulations. Makes sense. Yep. You might also see packing codes, which usually appear as long strings of numbers and letters that help in recall situations primarily. Right. And for manufacturers and grocers to know what they might want to rotate in terms of products. Yeah.
0: Those are internal thing or, or like industry things that you – don't worry if you've never been able to make sense of them. I haven't. Yeah. I try all the time. It's I not know. you. It's not you. It's on It's on purpose. It's okay. not meant to make sense. I feel better about
1: myself. I know. Me too. <laughs> Uh, the U.K.'s Waste and Resources Action Program reported that 45 to 49% of consumers in the U.K. misunderstood the date labels, so we're not alone, yeah. on food products, and that up to 20% of food waste can be linked to that misunderstanding. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty big deal. But more on the food waste thing later. First, let's talk about how we got got here in the first place. Yeah. Yes. So actually – Expiration dates are kind of new kids on the block. Um, And, according to a popular theory in the U.S., it started with Al Capone. Al Capone. Al Capone. A park ranger at Alcatraz claims that in the 1930s, Capone, and Capone told him this story, uh, lobbied for milk bottle dating to ensure the safety of the city's children. And that's a quote from the guard. I'm going to guess most of our listeners are familiar with Al Capone. Probably. But if you aren't, here's a brief bio. Capone was a, shall we say, businessman? Sure, that's sure. a very sure. polite way of putting it. It is. Based in Chicago, who made most of his money selling alcohol illegally during Prohibition, and was eventually caught in St. Alcatraz. I didn't know this. He was caught for evading taxes he should have been paying on his alcohol sales, (laughs) not the numerous violent crimes attributed to him. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Also, he opened the first soup kitchen during the Great Depression. Oh. So we might have to revisit that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In this version of the story, after a family member... Got sick from drinking milk. A family member, our friend. The story is a little blurry on the details. Sure. Al Capone took an interest in the dairy industry. Huh. Uh, also, he kind of knew that eventually this alcohol thing was uh, gonna was gonna run out. Like, yeah. like prohibition was going to end eventually, yes. and he wanted a backup plan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He started lobbying the Chicago City Council to put date stamps on milk, and his efforts paid off. A law was passed. Capone had already bought up all the equipment needed to stamp these dates on the packaging. Oh, I see. Yes, as a way to take over the dairy industry. Wow. Yeah, and by the time Prohibition ended, he had trucks ready to transport and distribute milk. He was prepared.
0: That's so that's so clever. I have all of these liquid transportation trucks.
1: Yes. Wow. Yes. Al Capone. I know. And listen to this. At the time, the Teamsters Union required that only local milk could be transported by only union members. Capone, wanting to import cheaper Wisconsin dairy and use cheaper non-union members to transport it, allegedly kidnapped the union president and used the $50,000 ransom he got out of it to purchase milk processor Meadowmore Dairies. Wow. Yeah, which he gave as a gift to his attorney three months before he went to prison. See, you thought it was going to be a boring old episode. I, I
0: had no idea that kidnapping was going to enter the picture.
1: I know. I
0: In expiry
1: dates. That's okay. And Al Capone is <laughs> great. So great. So maybe possibly have him to thank for it, the dates on milk at least. Yeah.
0: Um, however, d- despite his... Impressive efforts. It wasn't really until the 1970s, that, or until 1970s specifically, that expiration dates really became a thing in
1: the United States uh, on a larger level. Yes. As more and more of the food we were eating was packaged, and perhaps we weren't really sure what was in it, uh, we wanted to know that the ingredients and the things we were putting in our bodies was safe and fresh. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. A 1975 survey of 250,000 consumers found that a majority wanted a dating system, and 95% named a dating system as the most useful indicator for freshness. Ah. So people were really pushing for this. Yeah. Skipping ahead to 1999, the National Uniform Food Safety Labeling Act came before Congress, which called for both sell-by and use-by dates for quality, safety, and Quote, nutrient availability. Mm -hmm, I love that. It failed, as have five others like it introduced between 2001 and 2009. Huh. Interesting side note I kept running across. Our home state of Georgia is one of two states that requires dates on pre-wrapped sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's such a specific thing to I legislate. Okay. I know.
1: It kept popping up. <laughs> All right, go Georgia. Uh-huh. Products like shellfish, milk, eggs, and anything labeled keep refrigerated are also required to have expiration dates and are checked regularly by inspectors.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And quick note: in Europe, it's against the law not to have a sell-by date. The history of this practice in Europe is fairly short as well, and also kind of around the same timeline. Mark and Spencer's originally started using it in their storeroom in the 1950s, but it didn't appear on the shelves until 1970, and the term sell-by came into use in 1973. The company takes so much pride in this, they actually used it as a selling point in an ad campaign. That they came up with it. What? <laughs> yeah, that's great.
0: I know <laughs> you can find it online. Huh? I mean, I, I guess it's a good bragging point. Like, like we're exacting.
1: Yeah, <laughs> eat our food. Exactly. We've been we've been ahead of the game on this, so you can trust us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's the short history of expiration dates in specifically the U.S. and Europe. So. Let's look at the health and safety, general rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and get some more into the, uh, into the food waste uh, area of the conversation. But first, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth.
2: Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me! Focus
4: Features presents Back to Black.
2: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
4: Experience the music and her story.
2: Know this. I ain't no spy scale
4: Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen.
2: I want to be remembered. Could just
3: be me.
4: Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without
3: parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time, time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a gigian there. Available wherever you'll get your podcast. Limited to availability in select areas. Visit slash hypergig for details.
1: And we're back. Thank you sponsor. Yes,
0: thank you. Okay. So, the marketing end of expiration dates aside, fresh foods will eventually spoil. <gasps> no. Yes. Uh, by, by which I mean that microorganisms will start eating them if you do not. Uh, the the mold and bacteria and yeasts that cause food to change color and scent over time. Not all of them are are path pathogenic. Like not all of them are are harmful. Um, but generally, they do make food unpleasant. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can prevent their growth by practicing safe food handling. What I know, crazy stuff. Stuff like I mean, and 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 part of this is going to sound a little bit like duh, but but I I think it's it's worthwhile for for everyone to remind themselves of these kind of practices every now and again. I agree. So yeah, you know, put refrigerated and frozen foods in your cart last at the supermarket. That makes sense. Uh, keep them cool during transport and get them into the fridge promptly once you're home. Uh, Meat, eggs, milk, and and other things that spoil more easily should be kept in the coldest part of the fridge, away from the door, uh, toward the bottom and the back, because every time you open the door, you're letting a little bit of warm air in. So Mm -hmm. anything kept in the door specifically will get exposed to a little bit of a temperature flux. If you take stuff out of the fridge and then repackage it for any reason, like, you know, maybe you only cook two chicken thighs from a larger pack, uh, make sure that your hands and anything else that they come into contact with are clean um, and don't leave things out of the fridge for longer than is necessary. The United States Food Safety and Inspection Service says that two hours at room temperature is the hard limit for fresh dairy and meat products, like a milk or chicken salad or like a cooked sausage or something
1: like that. Wow, I didn't realize there's a hard limit. This really puts a damper on uh, some barbecues and potlucks I've been to.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of uh, food temperature regulation
1: uh, uh I'll just try not to think about it too hard. Yeah.
0: Of course, even when you are careful, there are some foodborne pathogens out there that can make you sick. Um, Stuff that was introduced before or during the food's original packaging. Um, Like like maybe the animal that your meat comes from could have been infected or like wee particles of dirt could have gotten in at some point. Or maybe the the soil that a vegetable was grown in uh, harbored some kind of bacteria or some other contaminant. Uh, c- cooking food to an appropriate temperature will generally get rid of this sort of thing. And you can check Google for science sciences' latest temperature recommendations for whatever specific food you're preparing or preparing to prepare. Uh, and, and also just make sure that you don't cross-contaminate. Like, uh, use separate knives and cutting boards to handle things that are going to be cooked and things that are going to be eaten raw. Your salads, anything like that. And and do wash your hands after handling raw meats and eggs. Uh, canned goods, meanwhile, are basically safe forever as long as they're still sealed. Um, dented cans are 100% totally fine um, as long as the dent is not across the lid seals or the side seam, which which can disrupt the seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not eat from bloated cans, however. The bloat is caused by bacteria growing inside, which is both gross
1: and gross. This reminds me of The Last of Us, the zombies, the bloaters. <laughs> They get really big because the bacteria inside. Oh, I had totally put that out of my brain, but you're completely correct. You're welcome,
0: Lauren. Oh, thank you. Okay. (laughs) But back to food after thinking about zombies.
1: That's <laughs> uh, a regular podcast for us. Ah, uh, oh, absolutely.
0: Okay, all right. So, uh, so uh, when I said forever, I like really kind of meant forever. Um, There's one experiment in the 1970s in which researchers opened up stuff like a like 40 year old canned corn and 100 year old canned oysters, and they found that the foods inside looked and smelled basically, like any freshly canned counterpart that you might find on a store shelf, analysis did find that that uh there were slightly lower levels of some nutrients like vitamin C.
1: They didn't taste any of them oh well, that's impressive nonetheless but yeah in a in a zombie situation, oh sure yeah Can can canned, canned goods canned goods yeah. forever, okay, yeah Good um, to know.
0: Oh, but speaking of science, yes, uh, I, I did want to put in that that food scientists have brought us a lot of really incredible innovations over the past few uh, few decades. You know, I- ingredients can be added to stuff like processed meats and cheeses to prevent them from spoiling. Uh fresh vegetables can be packed or stored in in controlled atmosphere environments that prevent them from spoiling. Fresh meats can be similarly stored and packed. um and and those, Absorbent uh, purge pads help prevent, you know, potentially contaminated juices from getting everywhere, cross-contaminating your salad, all that unfun stuff. Um, also, fun thing that I did not know about those purge pads that come in your packs of meat, lots of big chain grocers put anti-theft tags What? in those purge pads. They just sneak them right in there. What? So no more smuggling raw chicken out of Kroger, Annie. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Oh no. Well,
1: how did, did, does it deactivate when you buy it? Like when yeah. they scan it? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, when really... they when they scan
0: it, it deactivates at the same time. I can't
1: believe that. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so <laughs> sneaky. All y'all meet smugglers. Uh, have to have to find a different uh, different. Have to find a different racket. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's talk about food waste. Right. Yes, all of this confusion about expiration dates has led to both a lot of food waste and a lot of foodborne illness. Um, in general, American Americans throw away twenty five percent of the stuff we buy without consuming it, which is an insane number. Yeah, that that short circuits the straight cat's brain. Yeah, Lauren and I are both straight cats, which means we'll eat anything that yeah. we can find. Especially if it's free. If it's free, that's where we get in trouble. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, uh, estimates, by the way, for the cost of this food amount to 600 to $900 worth of food per household per year. Um, and it is a global problem. Worldwide, it's estimated that about 1.3
1: billion metric tons of food go to waste every year. Whew. Uh, one study I read out of the UK circa 2013 found that date confusion only accounted for one fifth of food waste. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly not the main culprit. Okay. But it is a pretty substantial part of the equation. Sure. Because um, I guess you could say that fear of expired food and poor planning is really a big part of the problem, um, accounts for a lot of food waste. Yeah. So a better dating system could certainly help. Oh, yeah. According to a 2015 survey conducted by Global Public Health Organizations, NSF International, around 27% of Americans keep products past their expiration date, which could maybe put them at risk for foodborne illness. On the other hand, the survey found 51% throw food out based on the best use by date. Oh. Yeah, and 36% for the sell by date. Oh, wow. When it's... Typically, still safe for consumption. Yeah, and that generates obviously a lot of food waste. Sixty-four percent of Americans, and I have to say, including me, until I did this, uh, say they rely on their senses. Oh yeah, but it's it's the good old sniff uh, test. Sniff if it smells okay. If it smells okay,
0: it's probably fine. Yeah,
1: but according to the survey. well, the the scientists who authored the survey, the germs that cause most foodborne illness can't be detected via sight or smell. Mm. <laughs> mm. The UK study I mentioned earlier found that looking or smelling off, quote, was the number one reason respondents gave for tossing food. So, the report also found that 39% of the respondents avoid eating at other people's, including friends' <laughs> homes, due to food safety concerns, which, that kind of made me giggle. Oh I mean, yeah, we we all have that friend, right? I have one person in mind right now. Uh huh. I oh. would I would still eat the food, but I would be very like delicate and cautious <laughs> about it. I would take my time. <laughs> <laughs> A 2013 National Resource Defense Council survey, referenced in Time Magazine, reported an even higher number of food waste, writing that 90% of Americans throw out perfectly good food. Wow. And as much as 40% of our food supply is discarded uneaten every year. I think the difference in the number there is that they included farms and grocery stores. Oh, okay. Whereas the study I previously mentioned only focused on the consumer. Sure. This equates to billions of pounds of food, about 20 per person a month, loss of 25% of fresh water used to grow or just get these food items to the store, to uh-huh. your plate, and $165 billion per year. According to this, rotting food also accounts for 25% of America's methane emissions, food rotting in landfills. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing away out-of-date food is estimated to cost grocery stores 2300 a day, U.S. dollars a day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, not all post-dated food goes to waste. Uh, Some can be given to charity, depending on local laws uh, or shelters, food banks, stuff like that. Um, Some food that's past its date goes to salvage grocers and discount stores, which are places that sell food a little closer to the end of its life for lower prices. Um, Some goes to grocery auctions. Grocery auctions? Which I had never heard was a thing, but it's totally a thing. Like you can buy kind of in bulk – this like slightly expired, like like past sell by date foods, oh my god! In auction format, I gotta
1: look into that.
0: I know um, some even goes to exclusively past date grocery markets. Um, for for example, the guy who founded Trader Joe's opened one of these in Boston in twenty fifteen, and there was one opened in Copenhagen in Denmark in twenty sixteen. These are places that sell exclusively stuff that's past sell by date, but still is wholesome and you know, right? Probably won't make you sick. Yes, and I,
1: e- equal chance with anything else, <laughs> right? I know John Oliver did a piece on this on um, food waste recently, and uh, that he talked about how there are a lot of laws and in, in the U.S. in particular that make it very difficult to donate food, yeah. um, which is very very frustrating. Yes, so I guess we'll we'll come back to that in a
0: future episode. In a, in a whole other upsetting, <laughs> depressing episode. We haven't had a really depressing one yeah, lately, though. We're, so, we do. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's a look at the food waste that is generated in part due to confusion and fear kind of surrounding expiration dates yeah. and our yeah misunderstanding of them. So let's take a quick break. But when we get back, we'll talk about the future. Yes, possible solutions. Yes. But right after a quick break from a word from our sponsor.
2: If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus
4: Features presents Back to Black.
2: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
4: Experience the music and her story.
2: Know like this. I ain't no spy girl.
4: Like never before.
2: That's my daughter. That's
4: my Amy. <laughs> On the big screen.
2: I want to be remembered
4: for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
3: Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber. Live like a gig giant. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit slash hypergig for details.
1: And we're back. Thank you sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, last year, Congress introduced the food date Labeling Act of 2016 in an attempt to standardize the date labels, primarily to better communicate when a little wiggle room is okay and when it absolutely isn't. Yeah, A study in the U.K. came to the conclusion that clarity in labeling could reduce food waste by 20%. Mm-hmm. And if if you're thinking, well, the U.K. keeps coming up a lot here. they They've done a lot to try to fix this, and they were one of the first, at least that I could find, studies, countries that did it like – massive study on it and the problems uh, it caused in food waste. Also in 2016, the USDA distributed a document suggesting companies simply use the single label, best if used by. And in 2017, the Food Marketing Institute and the Grocery Manufacturers Association are advising that the majority of food manufacturers or retailers that fall under their joint umbrella to replace the current dates with these two, best if used by, for most foods, and use by, for products that potentially become less safe with age. Ah. Yeah. That is clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in 2012, the European Parliament pledged to reduce food waste by 50% by 2020, and a part of their ways they were going to achieve this was by better clarity in the expiration date.
0: Huh. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I hope that um I hope that some of these measures wind up getting getting through and better better affecting uh food safety and and uh reducing food waste for all of us.
1: I agree and I have to say uh this episode was very helpful for me to research because I have always kind of been confused about yeah. what exactly that date meant, like, could I eat it faster? Yeah, and see above every stray cat, my answer
0: was usually just like, it's probably fine. Yes, mine too. If my stomach is a little upset tomorrow, I can Then deal with I'll it.
1: know. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this classic episode on expiration dates. That is one thing I, I love about our job, Lauren, is sometimes back when we had gatherings in the office... Um, People ask us, like, food-related questions as if we have expertise. (laughs) And I remember um, our office manager, our brilliant office manager, asked me once, like, how long is it okay to leave out potato salad or something? Oh, sure, yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm probably fine. (laughs) Like, I didn't have a good answer. (laughs) She just threw it away. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, that's... That's frequently, you know, when when in doubt, ask the internet, mm-hmm. or I don't know. We we do end, yeah, we did end that episode with a lot of talk about food waste, and I do want to come back and and do that cool depressing episode about food waste. Now we never got around to that one, um, uh, partially because oh, I was I was looking it up, and that bill that we talked about um, for in in the United States hasn't done anything. Since it was first introduced, it's just been sitting there um, in committee and uh, nothing has happened. Uh, the EU is uh, really stepping it up, though. They're, they're taking a lot of good steps. And yeah, I would love to love to talk more about
1: about all of that. And we will one day. One day, but that day is not today. It is not. Uh, listeners. We would love to hear from you. What quarantine skills have you picked up? Oh yeah. Yeah. You can let us know. You can email us at hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You
0: can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Savor is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots of more good things are coming your way.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. visit Pronamel.com.
2: Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <coughs> Give me museums! Feltola Park! Give me a woo! Zumo Play.